They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to Powercast episode 25. And um, I'm here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? Hello, everyone. Hello, indeed. Um, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. can't make it this week because he, you know, he's he's away on family business at the moment. So it's just me and Dana, and uh, you know, we just got done watching this uh, this interesting episode of Power. So let's dissect it and you know, talk our theories and thoughts and everything. I'm just going to run through some of the things that happen, and then we'll just get straight into what we think of the situation. So at the top of the episode, you know, we had uh, Tommy informing Jamie and Kanan that Teresi is out and Jamie kind of yells at him and uh, he warns him not to tell Teresi anything because, you know, he knows Teresi knows a lot of dirt on Jamie and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, Jamie wasn't happy to hear about that. Um, later on, there's a scene with just ghost and Kanan and Kanan actually suggests dropping Teresi aka killing him um, and Jamie says he has a plan uh, later on we see a scene where Jamie's yelling at Tasha because they've got to uh, go to a fundraiser for you know uh, Rainer's uh, property the, the property investment thing they're doing and everything the memorial uh, but Tasha, you know, she's sleeping and she's not really feeling it. So they argue about that and Jamie tries to guilt trip her. Um, Teresi is reunited with the Italians. And even, you know, at, at, when when he's re- reunited, one of Vincent's own men is saying that it's kind of suspicious that, that Tony Teresi just got out just like that. And, you know, he's kind of questioning it and stuff like that. Um later on we see tate meeting up with uh dre to 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 try and get him to become the face of the project this comes after uh jamie kind of messes up a speech about reyna because he he thinks he sees reyna in the audience and he jumps off stage and goes to find her and it's a very awkward moment um so tate you know he he feels jamie's not up to being the face of the, the campaign so he's actually meeting with dre interestingly uh and then later on proctor calls a meeting with uh jamie about teresi and he warns uh you know he wants jamie to kind of stay away from teresi and don't let him know about anything that's going on because uh he knows that mock has something to do with teresi being out so proctor just kind of warns jamie about that uh angela Angela and her colleague interrogate the, the new Toro Loco leader and he snitches on Jimenez and let, lets it be known uh, the, the location that they're going to be meeting at. Uh, later on, Tasha meets Terry Silva and Terry, you know, kind of persuades her again to distance us, herself from Jamie and everything because there's an investigation going on. Um... Alicia, which is, you know, the, the sister Jimenez, she forces her brother to give Dre the money for the club and everything that he owes. And then, you know, Dre leaves with Cristobal. And then right then and there, um, Tommy is also watching in the background. But, but as soon as Dre leaves, the feds come in and they bust the Jimenez. Um, and, you know, this is like a big moment for Angela when they get them back to, you know, the, uh, the, the, the headquarters and everything to, to interrogate them. The guy that Angela slept with last week called Steve, he actually steps in and he's like, nope, sorry, I can't let you do this. I can't let you interrogate them. I'm coming to get them out. So, um, you know, clearly there's something mysterious about him and we're going to talk about that. Um, and then, uh, 
uh, Tasha actually ends up leaving Jamie. Um, and yeah, uh, there's like a, a dramatic scene there where Jamie comes home and he sees all these bags and, you know, the, the young one, she's all ready to leave and everything like that. And then, yeah, Tasha tells him that she's leaving him. Um, there's a scene where the, 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 uh, Proctor's house is, is invaded and, and raided and, and everything because they're looking for evidence re- uh, relating to the Homeland Security agent Bailey's murder. Um, and that, that's also coming from, uh, John Mock, you know, the investigator because he's really trying to get Proctor to, to talk basically because he knows Proctor can give up the dirt on Ghost and Tommy. So he really wants to put put him in a position where he has to talk. Um, and then uh, uh, Jamie is brought into a meeting with Tate. You know, uh, Tate invites him into a meeting, and uh, he's caught off guard when he sees Dre there. And you know, Dre accepts Tate's offer because he knows that he's weak now with the Jimenez locked up. And the feds on the Jimenez, so he wants to keep Jamie in line by, you know, um, taking Tate up on his offer and becoming the face of his project. Because now that means that Jamie can't just go out and murk him like that. Because you know, it's it's there's business involved now. Um, and then Kanan does some some very calculated things. He uh, he sets up a fake drive-by on the Italians. And then he he turns up and kills the people that he tells to to do the drive by, and uh, this kind of sets up a scene where Kanan is talking to Vincent, and Vincent is kind of asking him why those guys were coming at you know uh, shooting at them, um, and he he basically asks is is it because Tommy is still involved in the street war or whatever, uh, because you know obviously Tommy said that that stuff was over. Um, so Kanan was like, yeah, you know, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was about. So right there, you know, uh, we were going to talk about that more, but that, that was an interesting scene. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, uh, there's a scene where, you know, Tony's talking to his wife and even she figures out that he's a snitch, that he's a rat basically. And he confesses to her and then, you know, uh, Tommy actually shows up. And uh, the final scenes are basically, um, you know, Jamie returns home and, you know, he's feeling all hurt and sentimental and everything and emotional. And then he finally gets the call he's been waiting for. And at the end, we see that, you know, he's in a diner and who else but Angela Valdez walks in. And yeah, they have a, a little kind of touching scene right there. And uh, there's a lot to unpack with that. But yeah, interesting episode. So um, let me think where we should start. So let, let's start with the Teresi stuff uh, and work our way into some of the other juicy details. But um, so Teresi, so it seems like everyone's pretty much figured out that he's uh, a rat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like me personally, I don't, I don't feel like he's gonna last very long because it's like the Italians think he's a rat. His wife thinks he's a rat. Tommy thinks he's a rat. Jamie thinks he's a rat. Kanan, th- like everyone, like literally everyone, is suspicious of him. Um, so it's like there's no kind of mystery behind it, and we know that we know now that he actually is a rat. You know, because uh, last week it was a bit we were we didn't know it was it was a bit fifty fifty if like you know if, if he was actually playing the cops or something, but now we know he actually is ratting. You know, so it's like, what do you feel about? Teresi now after this episode and where do you think that that's going to lead I honestly think that this is the weakest of the storylines because it's just so transparent you have a guy who's serving life and then all of a sudden he's free and you know without much explanation so obviously you're going to think that it's because he's a rat either he ratted someone out or he's going to rat someone out um, I don't see his character lasting very long. And honestly, I think it would be very great if it was Tommy that took him out. I know everyone is like basically just plotting to kill him, essentially. And it'll just be a guessing game as to who. But 
Tommy, as much as he may want a relationship with him, he remember he's kind of cautious, and I still believe that he's not going to be desperate, and so he's going to have that bit of cautiousness in the back of his head, and he's going to come to the realization that. He came near the rat, not necessarily him, but he's going after the ghost. And, you know, maybe at the end, Tommy will see that and will see that he has to be taken out. But also what I find very interesting is that if you look at this episode, you see Ghost and Tommy splitting, taking separate paths. And Kanan is just like rejoicing for joy because remember, that way he can get to... Jamie. So I do believe that the whole situation with the father is going to be very short lived. Uh, but because Tommy is distracted at the moment, he won't come to the realization right away that his father is essentially a rat. But I do hope that he's the one that takes him out. Yeah, I, I think he already has suspicions that because like he's he's been very he's been very careful uh, with what he's actually telling his father. Like there's a few parts in the episode where he chooses not to tell him stuff. So I think he at the back of his mind, he's like, but right yeah. now, because remember, you see that split is happening between Ghost and Jamie. So he may end up actually saying something, maybe out of anger. To his father about Jamie. Yeah, that, I mean that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, I do think Teresi's not going to last very long. I, I think it's just a matter of who's going to kill him at this point. Whether it's going to be Jamie, Tommy, you know, I, I think it's probably going to be Tommy just because you know that would be more of a, uh, you know, uh, um, more of an emotional scene, I guess. You know, uh, son killing his father uh, allegedly his father because you know i we we all question that now because we don't even know but um yeah i think that would just be a more powerful scene to go with for for tommy to to end up killing him but i i just don't see how much longer he can last because literally everyone thinks he's a rat already so uh but also killing him is going to have ramifications too because he is working with the feds so they're keeping a close eye on him. So whoever does end up killing him, that's going to, uh, you know, put them in the eye of the feds instantly. But uh, I wonder if the feds really care. <laughs> like, is it essentially one of those, if he dies, he dies situation? Yeah, but I mean, they can use that as leverage, though. If, if somebody kills Teresi, they, that's yeah. extra leverage they can use against whoever does it you know they they're already trying to get tommy and jamie so if teresi ends up dead that's like cause for them to just get more aggressive with the investigation so yeah um but yeah uh interesting like because because i feel like last week they set up this whole teresi storyline really well to where we it left us wondering but in this episode, it's kind of like they just laid it bare. You know, like now we know he's a rat, like straight up and down. Like there's no mystery behind it. So um, right. I feel like this is probably going to conclude pretty soon. Because um, if it gets drawn out, then it's probably going to be it's, it's going to feel a bit lazy, I think. So I think this probably needs to wrap up next week or something like the whole Yeesh. tour. Because um, there's a lot you're of not, other stuff going on, so you're not wrong about that. Like I, I wouldn't mind it wrapping up by next week because everything is just hitting the fan, and it's just so you know apparent. And then remember, he told, um, I can't remember the the woman that that you know he's basically a rat. He's telling people, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh, what what did you think? What like what do you think Kanan is doing? Because like remember at the start of the episode he's talking with Jamie. There's that scene where it's just the two of them talking, and Jamie's like he's got a plan. But what what do you think was Kanan's motive was? Because what he did is basically he set up a fake drive-by, and then when it happened, you know he swarmed in and killed the the the, the shooters himself, and then 
he earned the trust of Vincent at that moment. And then, you know, with that trust, he basically told Vincent it, it was the, the, the street war. Now, telling Vincent that will make Vincent question Tommy and Sammy. Uh, cause Sammy lied, you know, like when that, that scene when the, uh, the two hitmen ended up dead and, um, Tommy had to kind of confess what happened and everything. Uh, and then he ends up lying and saying that he already took care of, you know, the street war that was going on or whatever. And Sammy actually lied for him out of respect for Teresi. So now that Vincent knows that that it's not really over, um, he's, you know, that, that means he knows that both Sammy and Tommy lied to him. So he's probably going to want to retaliate on those two people specifically. So what was Kanan's motive behind doing that in the first place? <laughs> See, I was slightly confused as well. And I originally thought it was to get on the good side of Tommy and the Italians. I was just really confused by that whole situation. I know that his overall motive is to drive a wedge between Tommy and Ghost. So I honestly don't know. Maybe it is to make it seem that Tommy, that Ghost is is more there for him than, than Tommy is. So that could be one of the things. Because yeah. I honestly... No, but I kind of feel like the whole thing is for him to get back at Ghost, and so he's, you know, he's stepping in between them any way that he can. Yeah, and he to come out as the hero in all of this. So that's what I think it is. I think it's some weird setup so that he comes out the hero, so that Tommy ends up trying to trust him and be more on his side. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think this is Kanan playing his own cards. I don't think he did this on the in- instruction of Jamie, because I don't think Jamie would want to directly put Tommy in a line of fire like that. Um, so I, I think this is Kanan playing his cards, and this goes to show that this whole trio thing that they kind of built up Kanan's still operating by himself it seems like and he's got his own objectives and I think he's looking to take over like the whole the whole drug game like the whole of New York basically the the New York underworld so I, I think that's probably what he's trying to do uh, he's he's trying to you know um get in because last week you know he was uh he was obviously manipulating Dre's crew and everything, and now he's manipulating the Italians. So it's like, I don't know, like maybe he's just trying to, like one step at a time, he's trying to uh, build his, like climb his way to the top of the, the, the crime underworld, basically. Um, but yeah. yeah. But it's, it's very calculating and very manipulative the way he does it. Um, and that's what I like about his character, is he's like, He's so grimy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so grimy. No, he, he's very untrustworthy. And at the end of the day, you have to remember that Ghost is out. Not Ghost, I'm sorry. Kanan is out for himself. So he's trying to be Captain Save the Hope for himself. He's the hope that he's saving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can see it that way. Um. Uh this uh okay so tasha throughout this episode you know they're building up the tension between her and jamie and everything and it eventually leads to her leaving like she straight up leaves like she she packs all her things she takes the 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 young daughter with her i guess we're assuming at this point that Tariq is at the school um so he's not around so yeah she just ups and leaves there's a, a few well there's one scene where she's talking with silver and there's a scene where she's talking with her mother and everything and she's expressing you know how she feels and uh, how she's just not happy with with the arrangement with with jamie anymore and stuff so what do you what do you think is in the future for tasha uh now that she's you know up up and left jamie i, I would like this to be the the rise of tasha that this is, you know, she goes on and she becomes her own woman and she doesn't rely on Jamie 
and she doesn't go back to Jamie and that she, you know, just goes off and finds happiness. But it's just really kind of interesting how they try to play these I'm always there kind of parent roles and they haven't been, especially the part when she was laying in the bed. Um, remember when she was depressed and she had the sleeping pills and she's yelling at him and she's like, you know, you're not dealing with her death the same way as I am. Um, I just think that I understand where she's coming from, you know, grieving and everything, but just overall, I wish they would have established more of that parental type of bond with the kids so that this scene would be more believable and that her depression with Reyna would kind of be more believable. But overall, I do hope, I really do hope that she just goes off and finds herself and she becomes her own person. But we already saw, remember they did the preview for the next episode, that she's going to run back into the arms of that, oh, I can't remember the guy, the guy that she was with in the previous season. Terry Silver. Yeah, him. So, uh, I hope he's just a rebound and then she goes off and she finds herself and then that's it. But I, I just don't know. But I, that's what I really hope. I hope she just does not go back to Jamie and she doesn't go back to that other guy. He's just like some random jump off and that's <laughs> all. Yeah. But I really wish that they, they worked more on, on, you know, them being more of like these, Type of parents who was there for their kids. Because remember in the last season, they were both absent parents. Yeah. You had Tariq run off with Kanan and Raina was doing her own thing. So, uh, I, I didn't really feel it. I understood what they was trying to do with it, but I just didn't feel it. But overall, I do want her to go away and just be her own self. Yeah. You know what I always find funny about Damien Tasha? It's like it feels like no one actually ever cares about that third child, like the the young girl, like because she's like hardly ever seen. She's hardly right. ever mentioned. Like yeah. in, in that one scene, this episode where Jamie comes home and she's there, I was like, wait, whose whose kid is that? Like who the hell is that? Like I didn't even know. Like I, I forgot they had another kid. Like legit. Um. So yeah, like that. I always find that funny that they have a third child and it's like. There's like no attention paid to that child at all. Um, See, that's why stuff is like just random and forced. Yeah, I mean, I guess they they only have so much time and they have so many characters and stuff. But yeah, it's it's just funny to me. But um, I do feel like this season is it's really setting Tasha up to be like a strong independent you know female woman and she's showing a lot of strength in her emotions as well you know dealing with Raina's death in in her own way and everything so she's becoming a really you know good solid character so I hope that you know she does break break off on her own and become uh you know a strong figure within the show as well um Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where where she'll fit into the future storylines because we don't know where they're going yet. But um, I'm sure there'll be a place for her, and um, you know, I think she's going to be a very important character later on, especially with everything that she knows. You know, so so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, let's get to Proctor. So. Proctor, the pressure is put on him a lot in this episode. And one thing I gotta give uh, Proctor credit for, and um, he he's also a good actor. I think you know that uh, I'm not sure on the actor name, but um, he's he's a very good actor. I think, but there's a lot of pressure put on him, and he still manages to re- to to show strength as a character. Like he doesn't break at all. Like nothing breaks him, and. I like that about him. Like he's just always cool and calm, collected, and everything. Um, but there's a few scenes, you know. We see his um, his baby mother come in, um, you know, the, and she she's obviously an addict and stuff, but she's trying to get clean. Um, so the fact the fact that they're highlighting the whole relationship, the daughter, you know, with his daughter and his uh, his his ex and everything. I feel like they're setting something important up for Proctor um, that's going to take place. Just the fact that they're trying to add more layers to him 
and add more background to his character. I feel like there's something very important coming with Proctor this season. Um, and of course, we see that, you know, Mock is trying to stack the cards against him. He's trying to apply pressure and make it so that Proctor will break and will have to talk at some point. But so far, Proctor's doing a good job of, you know, keeping keeping himself, you know, um, collected and not giving up anything. Um, even when the, 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 the feds raid his house and, they're, you know, they're looking for evidence of a murder, like, he shows no sign of, like, panic or anything. Like, he's just worried about his daughter, of course. But it's like, he knows that that murder actually occurred in, in his kitchen. But he shows no sign of worry at all. Like he's calm, collected, and he he even believes that nothing is going to be found, you know, at all. Um, so, uh, like, I really like Proctor's character right now. But what do you think is incoming for his character uh, with See, everything got, that's happening? I got the opposite. I felt that, um, you know, while he showed no emotion on the outside. In the inside, it looked like he was freaking out to me, especially when they showed the image, the shot of them raiding the daughter's room. And then, like, her stuffed animals are being thrown everywhere. And the daughter's, like, this look of being just purely terrified. I think that he is freaking out just a little bit. And I don't know. He may actually flip solely because he has the most to lose. He has the daughter that he's going through. He has the career. Remember, he's trying to come back being a lawyer. He doesn't want to lose his daughter. Remember, they have the custody where she thinks that she can get custody of the daughter just because she's 30 days sober and she goes and has this long monologue and he's looking at her like she's crazy. So um, he may actually flip just because of that, of that alone. And he is, remember, he was the one who started texting Jamie after he told Jamie that we can't see each other anymore. Remember, he was very adamant to stay away from him. And that it doesn't look good and to, you know, just don't, you know, be involved and have everything clean your hands and everything else. And he's the one like freaking out and texting Jamie saying, we need to talk. We need to talk now. So I think he's freaking out. I don't, I, he may crumble. I just don't know. It might be too much for him. Yeah, I think he's just trying to cover all, all bases of, you know, where they can come at him and stuff. Um, but I, I do think that. You know, something is going to happen with his family, his daughter, and or his his baby mother, and I think that's going to be where he he really starts to crack and uh, possibly starts talking uh, mm -hmm. about what he knows. Um, so I think you know something is probably going to happen with with his family, and that's going to be like you know the breaking point of Proctor. Um, so we just got to wait and see what happens there. Um, Oh, there was a scene that I didn't mention before where uh, the the internal affairs woman who was she was actually put off of the case last week, but she's still, you know, carrying it on. She's trying to find out what's going on, and she she interviews. Um, I, I guess it's uh, Angela's kind of like tech support guy, or well, I don't know if he's actually tech support, but he helps Angela with a lot of stuff. And uh, Angela actually used his login to delete those files related to the uh, Ray Ray's murder and, and stuff like that. So um, she's actually interrogating him. So it, you know, clearly she's carrying on the investigation on an individual level. So do you feel like that's going to escalate and uh, come back on Angela? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think so as well. Because um, remember, they never really dismissed the whole DA woman. And that whole case thing that they may be having against her. Remember, her own people are don't even like her, and they're trying to turn against her. So yeah, everything should go back and 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 bite her in the behind. And remember the whole situation with the guy. And yeah. he's like, you know, they thought he was like, oh, I just have an office in D.C. and like come to find out. I think he's like the head of the DEA. By the time they're done and over with, he probably discovered you know DEA and runs the whole thing. Um, We're gonna get into that. It's going to come back at all because it was kind of weird because remember, like, he just kind of came in out of nowhere, literally. It was like, no, this is my case now. You can't be here. And then he started sending her those weird text messages. I miss you. I can't stop thinking about you. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. I think I think that 
she may not go back to him just solely because she feels butthurt about the whole situation. But I do see her slipping up and him, you know, being nosy and fi- trying to find out why she's acting that way. He's, she's going to just, she's getting it from all ends right now and it's not going to be good for her. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, let's get straight to, uh, well, we're, well, we're going to touch on obviously the, what happens in the final scene, you know, uh, Jamie and Angela kind of meeting finally. But before we do that, let's, uh, get into some of the individual things that happen to them throughout the episode, you know, in their own personal lives and stuff. So since we just brought it up, you know, Angela, um, she, she makes a big deal about bringing down the Jimenez and she actually brings it to fruition. And then, you know, just as she's about to interrogate them and get all the, you know, the, the, the nitty gritty details, uh, the, the guy she slept with last week called Steve, the mysterious guy, he just mm-hmm. he swarms in and he's like, nope, he just, you know, takes it away from her just like that. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously that leaves her kind of disturbed and she feels used. And, you know, um, so what's your thoughts on, on that whole thing? You've I, Obviously, you've already started talking about it, but what do you think is the purpose of this guy, Steve, being there? And, um, you know, like, what, and how do you feel, like, about the, the fact that he just came in and, and took away that big bust from her? How, where does that leave her now in her job, you know? I think it would be very interesting if he's been watching her the whole time. Because I don't fully recall her telling him about the case. Remember, like, before their their first encounter was, remember them randomly bumping into each other in the hallway and the papers go flying and they go meet for dinner. And then he's like, oh, give me your phone. And he puts the phone away. But everything just seems to be too coincidence so i think that he's been watching her for a while and that maybe he maybe one of the people who's working also with the um what do you call it the internal affairs as well and he may also be the one that brings her down because it just doesn't make any sense is all of a sudden it's like no you're off the case angela it's like how did he even know she, how did she know that she was working the case where did that come from so yeah I I see something more with this guy. Yeah, I mean, I think she did tell him last week that um, she was working on the Jimenez um, bust. Um, but yeah, like we we That's speculated the role of what she's playing. She she didn't say like she was the one who was trying to lead the thing. She was like, oh, I'm just trying to work on the case. But he came in there like, no, stop it, Angela. I'm here. You can't have nothing to do with this. Like he knew more information than what she told him. Yeah, he he's definitely got some um, high ranking role, um, like job and everything. And um, obviously, like the reasons he had to let the Jimenez go is because they're so well connected in Mexico and stuff like that. So he deals with political stuff. It seems like so he's like a he's he's a really high pay grade of whatever he does and i do feel like he you know he used angela as a means to kind of uh be there you know when when this bust happened and everything like that um and he like you said he probably had knowledge of what she was working on ahead of time mm-hmm. um, and even where they met oh i'm gonna just bump into you oh my god it's so random really yeah yeah, he, he definitely knows some stuff. But um, where do you feel like this leaves Angela now? Because I, I think she's very vulnerable in her job now. Because she was really banking on this big boss to solidify her, her position. And she was probably going to get, you know, um, I don't know if she would have got another promotion. But she would have been seen as, you know, a really, um, she would have gained a lot of respect basically from this bust. And now, now, like, you know, her colleagues already don't like her. So it's like, now that this is gone, she doesn't have this anymore. It's like, it puts her in a very vulnerable spot where it's like, she has uh, nothing major that she's working on and everybody else is out to get her in in the office. So, like, what do you think is going to come from that? 
Well, we kind of saw where it comes from that. I mean, she's in her feelings. She's lonely. She's hurt. She doesn't have anyone. Um, she's heard about the guy. She's heard about the case. So she's going to go and flee into the arms of Jamie. And Jamie's dealing with his own situation. And, you know, his woman no longer wants him anymore. So we already know where that's going to end up. Right there. She's going to just end up falling again for Jamie and start continuing to cover for Jamie and get herself into even more trouble. And eventually it'll lead to her downfall. That's how I feel. But I just wanted to say really quickly, if we could just go back for like one second with the, the D, the, the, um, the DC guy. I can't remember his name. But basically the, the random, I just bumped into you, but I'm in charge of your entire case and I just took it away. That guy. Um, I was slightly confused about the um, interrogation scene where it kind of felt like he was letting the Jimenez brother go. Maybe because he was working on the inside with them as well. So that part was just kind of weird. And then also remember when we were talking to the sister and it was kind of like, well, you're going to have to take him out yourself. So I don't know if they're trying to get it where they end up killing each other. The brother and the sister. Yeah, there's definitely some tension there, and um, like it feels even- like they're trying to set eat them up to kill each other, though. And the guy, it kind of for me, I was slightly confused as to whether or not he was with in the cartel, like you know, like a one of the bad guys. I, I don't think he's in the cartel. He might be a little dirty, but I, I don't think he's like actually a part of it. But um, I, yeah, he's definitely kind of well he he hinted at alicia you know jimenez he hinted that if if she wants to um resolve the the issue with her brother she should get rid of him herself so he's definitely you know kind of manipulating a little bit and uh trying to play them against each other because just the fact that he's saying that and he's supposed to be someone of authority and he's telling her to do that so yeah, um, he's definitely a little dirty, for sure. Um, That's what I kind. But yeah, that whole Jimenez situation was interesting as well, and I feel like that's gonna have, um, a, you know, a lot of ramifications on Ray. I feel like the the brother probably is going to end up dead, and then um, you know, Dre is probably going to run whole operation alongside Alicia like because they it seems like they got some kind of chemistry going so um that's a possibility I think it is but the whole thing with that and we'll get later on into the scene that I died laughing of but I think that um I still believe that Dre is in over his head and I just don't see him lasting that long. And we'll get into that later on as well. But I think Dre's um, success is going to be very short-lived. I don't... I do see the sister killing the brother. That I do see. And remember, she was the one... Was it some? Remember the whole gun situation? The gold gun? She yeah. was the one who, who planted the gun. Oh yeah. Right? Wait, she was. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. So she's been trying to take him out for a while now, and maybe he'll come to the realization that it was her the whole time, but it'll probably be too late. Maybe it'll end end up being Dre, because Dre could be very. He could be manipulated. He's being manipulated by um, um, Tate. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah. so let's get into that as well Because that ties into what I was going to talk about with Jamie So Jamie's definitely like, he, He's obviously having a lot of tension with Tate And for mm-hmm. Tate to go and, and talk to Dre About being the face of the campaign That's a direct sting against Jamie Because he knows that those two probably hate each other right now Um. So yeah, and then you know we have that scene That you was texting me about where Jamie shows up to the meeting and you know he, he's got that, that shocked face when he sees Dre there and then he's forced to, to act like he's embracing Dre and everything and um, yeah like how, how do you think that's going to play out 
I was just so angry. Like, why is Jerry still alive? <laughs> I don't get it. You had him at the graveyard. You had him before. You had Derek doing his weird little texting thing. You're in the same room with him, and the man is still not dead. I don't get it. But here's the thing. I don't... Um, um, Lorenzo... Not Lorenzo. I keep calling him Lorenzo because his name is Lorenzo Tate. But Tate... Creative that they went that way. But Tate... I don't think that he fully knows that the whole thing between Ghost and Jamie, that I just said Ghost and Jamie, between Ghost and Dre, I don't think he even knows that they kind of dislike each other. I just think it's just one of those weird coincidences. And I think he is not technically getting back at Jamie. The thing with Jamie is that, remember in the previous episode when he slept with the client? I feel that he's reckless. And he doesn't want someone who can be easily distracted and reckless. You don't want to be known as the guy who gets your partners because you're able to just sleep with them all the time. That's not exactly the reputation that you want, even though Tate is a very shady character. He's not that shady where he's willing to sleep with people for that, for the $12 million, or maybe she just didn't want him. But the thing is, is that he's too reckless and Dre right now because he doesn't know the full story is more stable and that he can be the face of a company right now but the whole thing was just hilarious to me and just further proves that Dre just he just won't die this is ridiculous at this point yeah like the, the whole arrangement between Jamie and Tate is it's kind of weird because it's like Tate actually needs Jamie more than Jamie needs him. I think like Jamie is using the, the whole situation as a means to uh, grieve for for Reyna because he doesn't want to actually show the emotion. So he's using this project as a means to you know vent his his frustration at the loss of his daughter. Um, but Tate Tate actually needs this. Like he's he's actually using Reyna's death. For his campaign, for you know, as a means to to get you know the the whole project off the ground and to help his personal campaign, so he really needs Jamie. So even if he's bringing Dre in, he he actually needs Jamie because like his daughter is the whole purpose of why this is happening in the first place. So Jamie, he needs to like get smart. He needs to buckle up and realize that he doesn't need this and he should just like sever ties with Tate because it's it's not looking good for him right now nope. and, and the fact that Dre's involved was like it, that adds a, a whole nother layer of like I'm interested to see how they're going to write this because we know that he wants to kill Dre like they're supposed to be killing Dre and now he has to work with him so like how is this even going to work out like it's really weird. See, I have the exact opposite reaction to that. I feel that it's Jamie who needs Tate. Tate can find any other grieving father to help build a memorial and look like the good guy so he can run for governor. Jamie, right now, remember, he has to stay clean as much as possible and to not go back to his old life, which I do feel is calling him back. Remember that whole, I need my money to be clean. Can we run it through the club? And again, we don't know who's running the club. It's just this magical club that Luke Cage, I guess, took over. Remember that? So Jamie, right now, needs that image because I feel that he can slip up. Remember when he stabbed the drunk guy? He can easily slip up and go back to that whole life of crime. So it's him that needs as oily and sneaky as Tate is. It is good for his image. He's, you know, he's hooking up with politicians. He's doing right things, but this moral, he's trying to raise funds and everything else for his daughter. And he's trying to come back looking at the reformed drug dealer guy. So he's the one who needs it. It's not Tate. Tate can latch himself onto anyone and to any project. The meaning of politics, that's what politicians do. They run around, they kiss babies, they shake hands, they make deals. So that's what I feel about this whole situation. And by bringing Dre in, 
you know, it was just so that he can run this more smoothly because Jamie is just reckless. So that's what I feel about this situation. I see the opposite. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I agree with the, the Dre thing. That's why Tate wants Dre because he's more calm and, well, he's more calculated at this point than, than Jamie is because Jamie's running on emotion. But, um, but Jamie... Like I, Jamie needs Tate more than than the other way around. Uh, well, I don't know because it's like Jamie just lost his daughter, so it's like I feel like it would be completely fine for him to just say, "I'm not doing anything for the next six months. I'm just sitting at home grieving my daughter." Like he yeah. doesn't, he literally doesn't need to do anything at this point. But and he can't do. Even Tasha said, you just can't sit down and grieve. Remember, they had that argument in the closet where, she's, where he's like, I can't show my emotions the same way that you do. Yeah. I can't hear the way that you want me to be. He has to stay busy or else he's going to do something harmful. Yeah, he's not that's, the type that's his problem. Yeah. I, I agree with that. That's, that's, that's the problem he has because he doesn't know how to grieve. But if he wanted to, he, 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 didn't, he wouldn't need tape. He... He could just sit at home and just, you know, re- rethink his life, basically. So that's Would why you- I say he doesn't need Tate, but he, he kind of does. Just, just because he doesn't know how to grieve, he, he, you know, I guess that's why he latches onto him. He needs Tate. Yeah, because that's because he can latch on, but Tate does not need him in no shape or form. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we're saying the same thing in, in different ways, kind of. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really messy uh, situation that they have going on. But we'll see how it plays out. But let's get to into the ending then. So, you know, throughout this whole season so far, we've seen uh, Jamie. You know, he's calling Angela because he wants to talk and everything. He's feeling very vulnerable, emotional, and he just wants her to talk to because he still kind of has some love for her. Um, and of course, at the end of the episode, when they see each other, he has those puppy dog eyes that he only has for her. Um, and, you know, Angela, she shows up, she calls him, and, you know, she says, That's me up. Now we know, obviously, that. Angela is now in a very vulnerable state now because the Jimenez thing is gone. She's under investigation. So what is going to come of this reunion now, now that they've kind of met up with each other? Um, I mean, I assume they're going to end up sleeping together just by the, the way the, you know, the way it ended with the, the, uh, the lady serving them. She was like, Oh, would you guys want? And, you know, there was just that, that, moment of silence kind of thing and it's like okay i assume they're gonna do it you know um but yeah uh what's actually gonna come of this union at this point in time now what do you think uh well we know the obvious it's gonna be a whole feeling it on your booty scene right (laughs) there that it's gonna be really happy about but um i think that they're gonna end up depending on each other because they're both lonely and they both have no one. They've just locked out of everything. And then, you know, Dre's dealing with, not Dre, Jamie's dealing with Dre that he can't kill at the moment for some reason because the writers are like, no, we're not going to kill him. Because remember, he was supposed to die in the first episode, but they keep stretching this out. Um, so they're going to just end up relying on each other and become, you know, two best friends. I do. I just see them just talking and sleeping around with each other and just, you know, finding that type of comfort with each other. But it'll be short-lived because Angela's going down. Yeah, see, I I, I don't know, like, what direction they're going to go in here. But I think the two of them teaming up they could manipulate a whole lot of things on both sides like because I, I feel like jamie can give her the strength the motivation to kind of uh manipulate her colleagues and um you know um he he can do a lot of legwork for her as well and like do things in terms of hiding evidence and uh things that they're using against her and stuff like that 
and she can kind of help him on the street front and with Tate and everything just by giving him a lot of legal advice and uh, maybe even manipulating it so that um you know cops will bust certain people like dre or whoever you know like so i think if they choose to actually team up and work together at this point there's a lot they could do together and they can flip the script on everyone but i don't think that's gonna happen i think that uh uh, I, I just don't know, like, because there's too many threads going on in the show at the moment, and I feel like that's too much of a convenient solution mm-hmm. to it. So that that's probably not going to happen. So I'm interested to see what actually is going to happen between them and how this reunion is, you know, is going to benefit either of them. Um, because you know, like, there's a lot of history between them already, and there's a lot of dirt that was done on both sides and just being around jamie has kind of um hurt angela's career and that's the whole reason they're investigating her because because of him so it's like i don't see how how it benefits her being around jamie unless they're going to kind of do some dirt together and and fix everything um so i don't know I don't even know how they can fix everything because they're the the feds are already on Angela. Angela can't technically be seen in public with him because mm-hmm. they're on her case everywhere she goes. So I just I don't see this being some type of long term relationship. Maybe it's just a one off, and that's just it. They're both lonely. They need someone at that moment. And they're conveniently, they finally answered each other's text messages. Yeah. That's just, that's uh, just it. I think it's, I think it's a bit deeper than that, but I don't know. Like, what, I don't know if what I said is actually going to happen because, like I said, it's too convenient. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think something is going to happen uh, between them and they're going to probably work together in some way, but it probably won't be a long term thing. And, I don't know, like, it's, it's weird. Uh, anything can happen at this point. Yeah, anything can happen, but I just don't see it just being long-lasting. Unless this is, like, their final friendship hookup moment be- after, because they'll just be taken down. He has to stay clean, and she has to, you know, not communicate with him. They both can't be with each other, but for some strange reason, every time they're lonely, they just seem to be more attracted to each other. And I think that could be both of their downfalls. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe she'll even get in Jamie's ear and let him know that if he wants to save himself, he has to get rid of Tommy, you know, again. like Because she kind of did that before where she, she told him he had to distance himself from Tommy because she wanted to, like, at that point in time, she wanted to track down Tommy and bring him in as ghost, you know. Um, yeah. so maybe she'll try and do that again and cause a rift between, you know, Jamie and Tommy again. But um, I don't well, know. Well, that rift, like, I do believe, no matter what, that rift is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing to happen now, though, because we, we had that. Like, remember there was the point where Tommy had to kill Jamie, like Lobo was Lobos was making Tommy have to kill Jamie and stuff like I feel like we've had that rift already so it's like doing it again it's a bit like uh, we've seen this already but I, I just don't know where else it could go you know like it's it's really weird at this point it's, or it's she has to end up escaping maybe maybe they do you know hook up and confide in each other and the feds find out and the only way for her to live a life without going to jail is for her to run away and never be seen again yeah I think the only thing that could really save her is by giving up Jamie and Tommy um, so but is she willing to do that uh, that is what because so. so. I, I think they genuinely love each other, so I think that will always stop her. So that's that's the thing. They have that connection, no matter what. They seem to gravitate back to each other. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know. There's there's so many different different threads going on in this show right now. It's really hard to to predict what's going to happen. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But was there anything else specific from today's episode that you wanted to mention or bring up or? Get no, right? I just that whole scene between Dre and Ghost was just freaking hilarious to me. It was just downright funny. <laughs> yeah, his expressions. Like his, his expressions changed so quickly because like he he went from acting like he was happy to see Dre and then all of a sudden he was just like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. Like like the, nope. the expression he had, like is funny. Oh, but hilarious. In and he seemed like be alright. Like like alright, I'm happy. And then he saw Dre and it was like, What? <laughs> it was the last person you ever think you would see. And Dre was just like, Hi, happy to see you again. What's up? I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just odd. But I hope they don't turn this into like a super friends thing like they did with Kanan and Tommy and and Dre. Yeah, like that's it? that's it that's that's really weird. Like the fact that he now has to work with him but he's meant to be killing him. Like that is just, just super weird. It's the writing is a little awkward. I don't understand where they're going with all of this and these weird team ups that they're having. I don't get it. Oh, and and also, one like we need to address this. What what? How many clubs are there, and who owns these clubs? Like, because I I really don't understand anymore. Like, because one minute it's Dre and the Jimenez in the club, then it's <laughs> like Jamie and Tate. Like, what what is it like? Do they all own a club? Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, you got the no. It's confusing. It's, I don't, I, New York City has a lot of clubs. Like, I don't know. It, it looks, all, like, it's literally the same club. Like, it's the same. Cell. A lot of clubs. A lot of clubs in New York City look alike. <laughs> I don't. Know. Are these like on the record clubs? Random off the book clubs? I inherited a club. I don't, I don't get it. Maybe it's like a warehouse that I just turned for a pop-up club. It, yeah, it's it's random. Because me and Rich was talking about this. Like, if it's this, if it's meant to be the same club, and like, but like Jamie owns it, Tay owns it, and Dre owns it. Like, they would have crossed paths so many times. So it's like that. That's a big plot hole right there. Like, just the fact that he was they're I'm- supposed to be killing each other. It has to be a different club, like. Uh, but why is there two clubs? I don't. I don't remember Jamie owning another club. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and watch last season or something. I don't know why the club hasn't been seized by the DEA by by the DA by now or DEA or any anyone narcotics anybody. Why has this club not been seized? I don't get it. It's just odd. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, Angel Wood, you know, I know you leave a lot of, uh, you drop a lot of gems, a lot of knowledge in the comments. So please clear this up for us, because I I really want to know like what, like what are these clubs and who owns them and why why is like why are they never running into each other if it's the same club? Like, that's what I want to know. Because there was that one scene, um, I think in episode two or something, where Jamie walks into the club. He sees Dre talking to Jimenez and he, he's got like an angry face and then he walks out. And I'm like, okay, that's really weird. Like, is is this is this the same club that you was at with Tate? Or is this like you just going to, to Dre's club just to like watch him? Like, I, I really didn't understand. So, yeah, uh, somebody needs to clear that up for me because I'm confused now. So. I, yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. They own all the clubs. <laughs> yeah, they might as well just throw in the Luke Cage club as well. You know, like. they club too. Luke Cage, remember, he's, he's, he's didn't want to run his club. So he's going to just turn it over to that Jamie. Is, uh, that show is pretty much power now anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is. Season three will just be power. It'll be a crossover episode. <laughs> they really need to do that. That would be hilarious. Oh. But um, 
yeah i mean that's that's everything i wanted to touch on this week so uh you guys listening definitely leave your thoughts your theories your comments and everything um and you know let us know what you think hopefully next week we'll have the full cast um i will be i will actually be in new york so um, i still plan to try and make the show but um anything can happen and i i I might not be here so uh we'll see we'll see how that plays out but for now definitely make sure you're checking out the coalition.com that's coalition spelt with a k um and you know check out all the video game news reviews interviews um all the different tv show discussions we have um and you know subscribe to the youtube page like this video and everything um you can subscribe to the powercast on itunes as well if you would rather just listen to audio um so go and do that and that's pretty much it from us so until next week dana say say goodbye Goodbye, Dana. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)